0: Alright, welcome in to episode 12 of Bird Droppings. Today, we're going to talk some college football realignment. Here we go. So last week we got the news that USC and UCLA are leaving the the Pac-12 and heading to the Big Ten. Now, first off, this is absolutely a response by the Big Ten after the SEC went and snatched up Texas and Oklahoma. This is a shot across the bow saying that they aren't going quietly into the night. And you're going to see that continue to play out. I mean, we're going to move towards uh, further conference realignment. But what's interesting about this is Texas and Oklahoma somewhat you could you could justify them being a part of the SEC. Texas, you, I mean, you already had Texas A&M. Uh, Oklahoma's just north of that, like, still somewhat regional. What obviously jumps out here is USC and UCLA are obviously both in Los Angeles. Well now you've got you've got a conference in the Big Ten that's going to span from New Jersey to LA. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then you get further news that after USC and UCLA joined the Big Ten in twenty twenty four. You get further news that the SoFi Stadium in L.A. is being discussed as a potential Big Ten championship venue. I mean, this is further the Big Ten's way to to flex its muscles uh, to show off the new shiny toy that it basically has in the college football world in Los Angeles. Uh, and it's all about money. The Big Ten is now able to add Two significant brands To its conference One is USC That when it's up When it's up There is not a bigger Brand west of Texas In the country We saw We saw it in the early 2000s When Reggie Bush Matt Leinart When they were there When Pete Carroll was there I mean they've got a very rich history, tradition, national championships, highs and winners all over the place. But from that, from Pete Carroll's era ending, we haven't quite seen the USC of old. Well, now you have Lincoln Riley there. So you have a young face of the program head coach that has had success at Oklahoma and if you look at the way that his roster has changed already going into year 1 he he very easily could get this USC program back to where it once was and that would be something significant especially for the Big 10 to add that brand To add, basically, the college football power of the West, the brand that, since it has been been down, since the USC brand has not been uh, uh, back to steal the saying from Texas, um, we've seen how the Pac-12 has taken a back seat. The Pac-12 has also made other mistakes that we'll get into. But... USC coming to the Big Ten could right now mean that if they return to prominence, the Big Ten owns the West Coast in college football. And then they obviously add... They obviously add UCLA as well, which... as great as USC's brand is in football, UCLA has that in basketball. And... The academics part is pretty up there for the Big Ten as well, which the Big Ten, you know, likes to stress as its big difference from the SEC is that the Big Ten cares more about academics. So you can put that extra little feather in your cap. These two programs, these two schools, these two brands were never going to go somewhere without the other. And that's and that's what's evident in this. Because if we're just picking if we're just picking right now the two best football programs of the West Coast, well you're gonna take USC for its brand and its ability to return to prominence, and then you're gonna take Oregon. But what what you see here is that they're in a massive market. They are very closely tied. The state, the state and the the powers that be in that state, were not going to let one leave without the other. And then you hear that it wasn't the Big Ten that searched them out; it was them that searched out the Big Ten. And that's significant. Much like Oklahoma and Texas the year before, them just finally coming to the conclusion that you know the Pac twelve. Isn't where we need to be. We need to go somewhere where we can get more money. I mean, that's what these decisions are made. That's why they are made. That's what instigates them. That's why Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC, because the SEC's piece of the pie of TV rights is enormous, and you're adding two of the biggest brands in college football. And then now, the Big Ten is adding a top five brand in USC. A top five brand with Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Texas and Oklahoma. That's about it. I mean, you could throw Michigan in there too. But now they add a huge brand and a huge market. And it's going to further strengthen the Big Ten's ability when negotiating TV rights deals. And the Big Ten is pretty closely associated with Fox Sports. The SEC, especially now, as the TV rights for the premier game switches from CBS to ESPN... The SEC is pretty closely associated with ESPN. So there was undoubtedly Fox backing in this decision. Fox probably had a pretty prominent hand in pushing it. Not just backing it, pushing it. Because Fox had to strike back at ESPN after Texas and Oklahoma. And this is a great way to do it. But where does that leave things now? The Big 12 lost its two most prominent brands and then added four group of three group of five and in an independent in BYU. So they're back up to 12 when things finally get settled. Now we're, we're going to end up with a couple really interesting years where, as it stands right now, where Texas and Oklahoma are still in the conference and the four new additions are there. And then this will be a 14-team conference for a couple years. And that'll be interesting for a whole lot of storylines with Houston and Texas. And it'll just be it'll be a mess. It'll be really interesting to watch. So now the Big 12 has 12 teams. Finally, the correct number for their namesake. And now the Pac-12. Is down to 10. so what happens now the pac-12 just lost two enormous brands for from its conference that already had fallen into a place of weakness had fallen out of relevancy and so now here we are the pac-12 is having a scramble what does the pac-12 do does the pac-12 pick up teams like Boise State, San Diego State, Utah State, Colorado State? Or do we see what we've started to see rumbles of today when Dennis Dodd at CBS reported the Big 12 is seeking six members from the Pac-12 to be added to the Big 12? Those teams would be Arizona... Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, Oregon, and Washington. And if that happened, all of a sudden, the Big 12 goes from a 10-team league that just lost its two biggest brands that scrambled to bring in four basically full G5 teams, three technically, one independent, now the big twelve is this Frankenstein 's monster in the West kind of, but also in Cincinnati and Orlando of eighteen teams that are the biggest conference in college athletics i don 't even know what it would how it would play out I mean. There would be a lot to to iron out. And for teams like Oregon and Washington, is that what makes sense? Because I guess now you are the two biggest brands in the current Pac-12. You're the two biggest brands. Do you want to go be a part of an 18-team Big 12? Or do you pursue the SEC? Or... The Big Ten. Allegedly, they have pursued the Big Ten already. And the Big Ten told them to stand pat. Because the Big Ten has its eyes on another enormous brand that we already mentioned. Notre Dame. Notre Dame is in the most interesting spot of any team in the country, of any school, any program, any brand. Because as it stands, Notre Dame is independent. And they're very proud about that. Talk to literally any Notre Dame fan. But now, things are trending towards super conferences. And if conference membership is required... For a seat at the table, for a seat at the playoff, for a chance to win championships, you have to, at some point, join a conference. But if you scan the landscape, you already technically have a deal that if you join a conference right now, it has to be with the ACC. Because you're a member of the ACC and other sports, just not football. Well, the ACC has never needed you more than right now because the ACC is watching the Big Ten and the SEC. It's two power five neighbors geographically get way stronger, way faster, and almost have an imperialism uh, type of uh, nature right now. Where they go take what they want. Well, in the ACC, you have brands that you should be worried about for that. And the quickest way to secure your conference's future and make it as strong as can be right now is to bring Notre Dame into the conference. We've seen Notre Dame join the ACC for one season in 2020. We saw them in a scenario where you had to be in a conference to get a seat at the table, to play, to be have a chance to play in a college football playoff, which they did. In order to have that chance, they had to join a conference. So they joined the ACC, but not permanent permanently. And that is enormous. That is huge that they were able to still... Maintain independence. Well, now you hold all the cards because everybody wants your brand. Everybody, your top three, top five at the least, brand in college sports, particularly college football. Your games are played on. You are you play on your own network right now. So. Now, the ACC has to bend to your will. They have to because they you're their saving grace. You can save the the ACC from future uncertainty. But if you're Notre Dame, why would you cave? I wouldn't cave to them unless unless they do what. Boise State did to the Mountain West when Boise State went to the Mountain West and said hey we are your premier brand we mean more to this conference than every other team here you have to give us a bigger piece of the pie with television money or we're out we'll, we'll leave And the Mountain West, in that instance, kind of looked around their conference and was like, Boise State's right. And so Boise State gets more money than the other teams in that conference. Notre Dame has that type of leverage with a Power 5 conference, which is incredible. Never thought we would be there but now what they also have is they are a great fit geographically and mentality wise everything about Notre Dame fits in the Big 10 it really does and so they can go to the Big 10 and make the Big 10 that much stronger make then the, the, you want to talk about TV money going through through the roof Add that brand to the Big Ten, and goodness, and that's what the Big Ten's waiting on. The Big Ten wants to add Notre Dame. What'd be really interesting is if Notre Dame switches their arrangement that they have with the with the ACC. They switch it to the Big Ten because it it makes more sense for Notre Dame if they join in all the other sports. Try to maintain that independence. Can they? I don't know. Especially if this starts popping off really quickly, which it looks like it might. Yeah, no, it's... um, Notre Dame is going to end up having to join a conference at some point. And they currently have the most leverage. They can play all of the conferences against each other. And really, right now, as it stands, don't have to say yes to anyone. But I, but if you're Notre Dame, you're looking at it like, heck yes. We are about to be so. This is this is when you have the super uh, overvalued superstar. Not overvalued. That's not the correct word. When you have the. The superstar in a sport that everybody has to have. This would be like if LeBron James played baseball and there was no salary cap, really, and everybody in the league had a chance to sign him in free agency. And he can play everybody off each other and get the biggest contract possible. That's kind of where Notre Dame sits right now. And I expect them, and they should, play everybody off of each other to get the best deal that they can get. And then, at that point, Notre Dame will probably be in a conference. Especially if we're moving to three super conferences or two super conferences. If we're moving to a AFC, NFC, NFL-style Super Conference League. Then yeah. They'll have to be somewhere. In order. To play for a championship. And I can't wait to see what happens there. Now. As we move on forward. What's going to be interesting. Is what happens to the ACC. I don't think the ACC. Is going to be able to nail down. Notre Dame. I, I just don't see it. Well, then the ACC is in jeopardy because two superpowers are right next door. And there are brands that make sense for these two superpowers. Duke and UNC to the Big Ten makes a lot of sense because they're going to go together and the Big Ten can tout academics the way they like to over the SEC there. Just like FSU and Clemson feel like SEC teams. There's natural rivalries there already. Auburn-Clemson, South Carolina-Clemson, Florida-FSU, FSU-Auburn. I mean, all of these teams meet on a decently consistent basis. We've seen Clemson and Georgia meet a few times recently. It would be, and you know, you have Clemson, Alabama meeting for championships in years past. There are rivalries somewhat there, but the problem is the way the TV money is set up in the ACC is that could be delayed to twenty thirty six, because if 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 we all thought Texas and Oklahoma. We're gonna bolt before 2025, right when that got announced, and now we're starting to move toward everybody. They're just gonna wait it out. They don't wanna. They don't wanna pay the exit fee. Same thing's probably gonna happen in the ACC. I would imagine that deal goes to 2036. Are they going to? Are they going to announce in the next couple years? Duke, UNC, Virginia, and Virginia Tech, Clemson, um, FSU, Miami are all going to the SEC, and the others are going to the Big Ten. And then they're going to sit for a decade or more. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. At some point, that's going to come into play. I think. Well, what we're going to end up with is super conferences, and you have to be in them in order to compete for championships. And eventually, we're going to get to a point. We've never had a precedent set where a conference has dropped a team. It's going to happen at some point. If you're the SEC, I think all eyes move to Vanderbilt if you are the Big Ten I think those eyes probably move to Rutgers but at some point that's going to happen and that's going to be fascinating because there's going to be a lot of outrage especially if Big 10 drops teams like Maryland and Rutgers and the SEC starts having serious conversations about Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, teams like that. Most of the brands that we've we've seen play a significant role in college football over the last 20 years. They'll be safe. Alabama, Auburn, Georgia, Florida, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, the Big Ten, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin. But what happens to the ones in the middle or the ones at the bottom, the ones that don't have that sustained success, that don't have not threatened – true national relevancy in decades. That's going to be what's fascinating to watch is when conferences start discussing dropping teams to make room for new ones. Because at the end of the day, there's only a limited number of brands that move the needle in college athletics, specifically college football. And this whole game is about making money. So that's what I will be watching here over the months and years to come. It's going to be fascinating. I think college football in a decade is going to look drastically different from what it does today. And what it looks like today looks drastically different than what it looked like 10 years ago. College football is going through significant change, and it's going to be fascinating to see what's next. I think that's going to do it for today. I'll be back later this week with another episode. It's good to be back. Uh, See you all next time.